Hey, listeners of the Spiro Hangouts podcast, it is Daniel Mann here. I just want to invite you along to the Start Point Spearfishing Store on the 13th of August. We are having a fundraising day for Team GB going to Spain for the World Championships. So we'll be doing raffles. We're going to be doing some lucky door prizes. There'll be all sorts of things going on, including live demonstrations on things like tying your bands, how to rig up your spear gun. And we're going to be doing a live Q&A with some special guests along with the Spiro Hangout. So a day not to be missed. And there's even a rumor that Chef Barclay will be doing a paella on the day. So come on down from around midday and we will see you there. It's going to be a day not to be missed. Welcome to the Spiro Hangout, where we talk all things spearfishing, freediving and foraging. We're three guys from Devon in the UK who are excited to share some of the learnings from our spearfishing journey with you over the coming episodes. We bring in some special guests along the way to help spread some in-depth spear knowledge from some of the most experienced people in the scene. Hey guys. Yo. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, Very. sick, bubble, good. Yeah, you sound rough. Apologies to oh. all of the listeners in advance. Richard has his microphone in the toilet as long <laughs> as well as his head. <laughs> Bless does, it him. Still really, does it still sound really bad? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you sound like you're you're in the train going through a tunnel, uh, but uh, you'll be right. It's we need to feel sorry for you, Rich. You feel like shit. It's only it's only like episode thirty three, and we haven't sorted our shit out. So yeah, it's all good. <laughs> oh um, fuck off! I sorted my shit out like within two episodes, and now we're like, <laughs> it's comments. Oh. Your voice is so seductive, and your microphone is so really good. <laughs> and like, yay! Sorry, yeah, you're blowing your smoke at my own house. Good, to be fair. <laughs> when are you? Um, yeah, I've been really sick. I don't know about you, lads. I don't think any of you been out either, have you? I have actually, mate. Yeah, I went out uh, Friday. I mean, I mate Lawrence went for a, a sneaky little dive. East ah. What was it? Squares only. Squares only. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Oh, um, didn't even didn't even get a message. Literally, like no nothing. Not even no, a hint. I, to of be it fair, I did feel a, I did feel a little bit guilty, Thank but you. um, I wanted more fish. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, but you could have still taken Richard because he's like <laughs> Richard's been oh, ill for about three weeks, hasn't he? So yeah. Well, what did you catch? Uh, I had a nice bass place and a lobby. Um, what did Lawrence yeah. get? Pretty good. Uh, Lawrence, as always, Lawrence comes out with the most fish, right? Yeah. That's how things work. Bloody Lawrence. <laughs> Doesn't go out for like weeks just... and weeks and weeks and then goes yeah. out and just fucking takes everything. Uh, you'd worry if he didn't catch a lot, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, he came out with uh, three place, bass, Jesus. Pollock, um, and something else as well. I can't remember. But yeah, nice. he, did, he did. He did very well as well. It, it was lovely actually. We we weren't expecting good fizz and um, just seemed to catch the window perfectly. And this, uh, I'll tell you guys where where it was later. But it it was it wasn't very good good for quite a long time. And we were catching some some place and we saw quite a few place on on the way over to the spot. But like there was no current or anything. And then I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden the current started. It wasn't like on the turn of the tide. It was it was slightly like mid-tide kind of thing and mm. the bass just were everywhere like e- ethan um talks about this a little bit later but like the bass were like circling us we were like wow this is amazing and um it was probably like one of my favorite 
like shots on a bass. Can you have a favorite shot on a bass? I don't know. But like, just because I felt like I'd, I'd nailed the technique, you know, dive down, yeah. w- waited, watched all the fish go past me, like singled out the biggest fish in, in, in the in the show. It wasn't, you know, really big or anything like that, controversial, but it was like, <laughs> I don't know, 55, 60 centimeters, something like that. And um, like watched it come towards me and it was almost right at the end of my gun, like probably, I don't know, three inches, let it turn shot it didn't stone it i don't know how and um and, and brought it in but yeah I was, I was pretty pretty happy with that and um nice yeah it, it was good it felt like quite you know like i felt like i've been get, getting better at that kind of um what is aspetto isn't it we call it mm. yeah how's your breath yeah, I still I... like three minutes <laughs> <laughs> no i'll tell you what though i went out in the seven mil and i regretted it um because it's yeah really hot at first yeah. i had to keep flushing and the pressure on my chest i don't know if it's i've got like a the suit's too small but i get a lot of pressure on my neck and my chest and it's just like it wrecks your breath hold i don't think i did a dive over a minute that day um, i I've, I've always had a seven mil and the thing that i keep hearing from you guys whenever you go down like to a five or a three mil is how free you feel yeah. and i don't know anything different so I'm kind of like a little bit adverse to going into a five because I don't want to suddenly then think shit like you said. Yeah, that seven mil is is crushing me, and actually, like I always my my neck is always destroyed after yeah. a few hours of diving because it's just yeah. Wait till you lose it. the bottoms, Ben. Then you'll feel really freed. <laughs> what completely in shorts like you did? Yeah, yeah no, I love not- it. I'm not that brave, mate. Although I did go out in a three mil the other day. I don't know. If, I don't think we've talked about this because we haven't been on here for ages. But um, I went out with the wife to um, like a tour tour base spot to pick up some scallops. She went didn't out get on the, again. Sorry, I was with the wife. We went out on the she she me paddleboard me. and <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I just just had a few scallops in a in a three mil wetsuit in um, it was like fifteen degrees. I was really cold by the end of the hour or 45 minutes or whatever it was, but it was really freeing. Like, and the breath, yeah. even though it was, I was cold was, was really good. So it oh, does gosh. make a huge difference. Um, yeah. It's nice. just that balance, isn't it? Of, of cold versus restriction. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So cool. weather. Ugh. Yeah. It's been, been a bit crap, isn't it? Yeah, just a bit. Cancelled our family day. We were going to do a family day, weren't we? Get everybody together. Yeah. East Devon Spiros, but that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all I could say is at least I got sick at the right time, I suppose. But, um, yeah, very true. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> mega hoping that August is going to be like this month in a movie where the sun comes out and it doesn't <laughs> go away and the fish stays <laughs> and there's no wind. And, Coming into a cinema near you, fucking never, because it's not going to happen. But hopefully, it does. Yeah, no <laughs> shame. They cancelled the LIC pairs comp. Yep, yep. That's rubbish, second, wasn't it? second year in a row. So for every year that I've been spearfishing, and they've all bigged up the LIC pairs comp, and I was really going for it, and me and Dave were pairs. Blah blah blah. blah. Cancelled again on account of yeah, just the weather was just shit. So meh. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of years, um, how many years have you been spearfishing, Ben? 
Oh yeah, I got my. I had to renew my lobster and scallop license. Um, oh yeah, ISCA. So that means that I've been doing it for 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 two full years, and now my third year of spearfishing. So oh, nice. Happy birthday, me. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> Nice, and then you've been um, not not fishing, but you've been shopping, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I spent too much fucking money. On, how much is it? Jul- Come on, Ish. um, it's four digits. Or does Rachel not know? <laughs> four digits. Um, oh well, shit. Thinking of Rachel, so it's four digits, but I'm not going to tell you the decimal places. It's happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> I may have just changed the zero placement oh, in Excel, dear. but um, yeah, um, it was a decent amount of money. But I just bought myself through, and I've got to shout him out um, through Mr. Sam Seeley, um, which he is known as Bearded Spiro, or now owns and runs operates um, the underwater underwaterfishing.co.uk isn't it no because that's the bsa yeah <laughs> sorry underwater foraging yeah we're always well prepared after we've been away for three weeks um underwaterforaging.co.uk um it's run and owned by mr sam seeley bid spiro absolutely diamond bloke um yeah. and i've got myself a mr carbon 2.0 full carbon 105 centimeter gun with a six and a half mil spare. Um, I rigged it myself in Sam Seeley's garage, so <laughs> it's it's 100% trustworthy. Um, <laughs> and it's got a reel on it, and I've put the reel together and on, so I'm, pro- I'm definitely expecting to lose this fucking gun, but um, yeah, first time with a real gun, first time with a carbon oh. gun. But holy shit, it's beautiful. Welcome to the uh, full carbon club. Yeah, it was it was um as Rachel would say, sexy boy, um, Taj that kind of put me into this gun. I saw Taj had the Mr. Carbon. Um, and yeah, it was just like ugh. I need yeah, one in my yeah. life. So yeah, <laughs> I've got gear. And Sam's got loads of really nice gear on here. Yep, nice and I've got suits, one of Sam's um, bearded Spiro, the first ever, even though I've, um, <laughs> excuse me, been spearfishing for the two years, I've never ever used a lobster hook or a crab yeah. hook. I've always used my gun, loaded most of the time, <laughs> using the <laughs> as flopper. We know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we've spoken about in the past, um, using the flopper on a loaded gun to pull out a lobster or crab from a hole. Very safe. Um, I've now got a bearded Spiro bright yellow custom crab lobster hook, which is bloody awesome. So that, and again, the shopping list was very expensive. Um, my first ever drop weight, I've got a tarp on camouflage drop weight thing, um, that I'm going to try out tomorrow when I go out with Davo to check for Viz for the Budley comp that's coming up this weekend. Um, so I'm going to be trying a drop weight and my new gun, of which I'll probably lose both. So yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to tomorrow. <laughs> is that the drop weight? Is that one that you clip to your belt? Yes, um, I, um, I've taken one of that out once, and I lost it on the beach. Although I did find it again because you know. Oh, was that the one you used? That's what I do. <laughs> <and> the next <laughs> day. Yeah. <laughs> nice. um, but they just so all I've got is a carabiner clip, 
Um, not even a carabiner clip. It's one of those like quick, um, quick opening clasp clip things that I'm right. going to put on it. I'll attach the float and it to me. Yeah. The gun will be in my hand, but free with the spool and reel ready to go if I shoot a fish. Um, but then I just take the weight off my belt because it's 750 grams. So I'm going to be slightly overweighted to what I normally am. Mm-hmm. Until I drop the weight, and then I just swim around the float. Will that, that hold right? the float, though? I mean, well, we know we're going to Budley, don't we? Because it's a competition at the weekend. Yeah, Budley currents pumps. I mean, for me, like that's some of the most intense currents I've swam in, apart from probably up on Sky. Mm. So, um, oh, of w- course, you were there when we went out, and Dave caught that eight pounder because we were on your boat. That's right. Of which we need to talk about as well in the podcast. Let's not. Uh, oh dear. <laughs> dear, dear. Um, so, do you not think that that weight would hold? In I don't current? know. I don't know. It, uh, I'm I'm really keen. So, I also put a, a reel on my um, my seventy five this season, but I haven't actually used it yet because every time I've been out, the visit's actually been quite good. So I've just stuck to the 90 and, you know, not, not really worried about it, but I'm, I'm keen to try that style of fishing. And I know that a lot of the more experienced spearers do that. Um, so yeah, keen to try that sometime. Mate. Let, let me know how you get on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, th- I'm thinking with, with somewhere like Budley, um, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be dropping a float anyway, or dropping a weight um, yeah. that, that on, on the particular spot that we are talking about. That's a, a boat cover only um, yeah. where you're drift diving um, that far out on that particular current. So, yeah. But no, I mean, in anything else, just like wedge it somewhere. But yeah, like I was saying, if, if, it, if it's that strong, I probably wouldn't want to be sticking taking my weight off anyway mm. or taking my float off of me anyway because I'm going to get pushed and my float's going to stay there. Um, but yeah, we'll see. So yeah, 1,000... Thousand pounds ish plus maybe give or take VAT. Um, don't know if HMRC is listening, but if they are, definitely VAT. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Well, let, let us know how you get on, mate. Going back to your boat, how's the boat? Well, the boat is still with the boat shop, who I've got a few complaints with, I'll be honest. Um, just seem to be taking ages to. To get anything. back to me, or just just answer answer questions, really. So I'm I'm pretty frustrated with the whole <sighs> the whole saga, the the broken tubes, the um, frustration of having bought it. I don't know what six weeks ago and been mm. it once. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pretty upset about the whole situation, to be honest, mate. But well, what well, it is, what it is. <laughs> get out the other side of it. I mean, yeah. all I all I can do is you know pin the, entirely pin, and I'm sure you do pin the blame on me. Um, yeah, it's all your fault, mate. Yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> um, I checked over that boat, and it was fine when they fucking drove it. Um, but yeah, so so what? They've got a patch from the inside. Yeah. So the, the boat itself um, has basically got. So it, the 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 experts have um, told me that the tubes were underinflated and were you know the boat was was run fairly quickly and what happened is the tubes at the back have vibrated and vibrated so much that the internal seals have all failed right at the back of the tubes mm. 
which means that all right you could probably put a patch on the outside of it but it's not going to stay sealed for long what you really need to do is cut open a hole yeah get your hands in put a patch on the inside and then apply a patch to the outside as well because mm. the, the seals are all messed I also found out um, last week that there's also a leak in the front chamber. So three of the five chambers have leaks, which is oh. uh, it's just, just ridiculous. And and this front chamber is um, it's like a a seam leak, like in behind the what do you call it, like the bumper strip. Yeah. So that's pretty difficult to fix. Um, basically, is, basically is, is so it, by the time you've like repaired three different chambers and spent all that time there you might as well just replace the entire tubes because it's that's probably what it needs anyway um but those tubes one looked pretty new anyway yeah they do look pretty good yeah and it hasn't done a lot of miles so the the engines i think only done a hundred and something hours so it's not it's not been overused it's just been just hasn't been looked after well enough so Mm. you know hopefully i can pull it out of that and you know the other other thing is just also i know that these guys are obviously the 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 technicians in their trade but yeah are they talking this up a little bit to make it a little bit more palatable when the bill comes i don't know i i, I, I did one of that at first but i don't think so like i i spoke to the, the guy at, at the shop and he he's really good like he knows his stuff he's been doing this for a long time um i've had two separate conversations with two entirely separate people mm. and both of them have, have been great like their their knowledge of the tubes and what the problems are is is spot on. He didn't need to look at the the, the tubes to describe the problem. Yeah. So I've got confidence that they know what they're doing. Um, well, I've got a friend of mine that is a bouncy castle tech, and <laughs> if if because that's basically all it is. I mean, they're bigging it up. It's just a fucking. It's it's a long thin bouncy castle, um, and I might even start trading in long thin bounce castles at some point yeah, soon. <laughs> mate, and I, 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 to be fair i've learned a li- quite a lot from talking to them about like caring for tubes and like the right making sure things are the right pressure and thinking about you know like the time of day and the sunlight and all those kind of things making sure you've got a um like an overfill release valve whatever they call it um, yeah. Valve, yeah so yeah I've, I've learned quite a bit um i don't know whether that uh, education has been worth the extra thousands of pounds that I'm going to have to pay to get it fixed. But uh, yeah, it is, it is what it I is. mean, it's, it's not something that we want, but one, it will be fixed and it will be a happy boat. It was a, it is a nice boat. It's a very nice boat. It's a beautiful boat. It just, um, yeah. But but I, we should have also gone to France. <laughs> <laughs> we should have gone to France and bought a yeah, new one. <laughs> like in hindsight, I shouldn't have bought the boat. Let's let's face it. And I can't, I can't even launch it without driving forty minutes from where I am. So I'm, I'm having a few few regrets. But no, don't no 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 no. Once we, well, we'll get that boat back, and we will be on it like a car bonnet next season. Um, yeah, I mean, considering it's coming up to winter. <laughs> no, don't. don't. <laughs> I am. Pro- you can probably tell I'm properly seething. Oh, and and it, the, you know that I had an email from um, from um, the, one of the technicians, and he, and he said like, "There's no way this boat was in a saleable, seaworthy condition when you, it was sold to you." Yeah, so it's just it's just whether or not the previous owner. 
um, of which is known to me, and not that I ever think that he's going to listen to this, but um, if he ever does, I'm fully aware of yeah what's going on. But I, I, whether or not he is aware, <laughs> he's, he's a used car salesman. Of course, he was fucking aware. <laughs> dear oh dear, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, anywho, anywho. let's let's move on because we have a really exciting guest tonight. Um, he runs a YouTube channel called Jack Wreck Adventures. Um, Anthony, I don't think you have watched any of his adventures yet, but I can assure you they are excellent. Um, he does a variety of different um, things on this channel, uh, one of which is spearfishing. He definitely frosts for that. Um, yeah. Let's get him on. Yeah, no, I haven't watched any of his stuff. And um, Jack Wreck Adventures, guess his name. Hi, Ethan, can you hear us? Okay. How are you, Ethan? Great, thank you. Thanks for joining us. That's all good, guys. Thank you for inviting me. Happy to have you on. So, Ethan, um, for those of you that, or those of our listeners that don't know of you, um, can you introduce yourself? Just tell us your name, where you're from, and what you're about, what you do. Uh, so I'm Ethan Hughes. I live in West Sussex, Horsham. Uh, that makes Brighton my local dive spot. I'm a bricklayer <laughs> by trade. I probably wouldn't say I'm a part-time spear fisherman with the fizz we get. I'm like, yeah, we don't go often because of the visibility around our way. It's shocking. How bad is it? How often? Mate, I've been twice this year. Oh, no. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> How how long have you been spearfishing? Uh, actually, when you invited me to come on the channel, that day was my three years of spearfishing. Oh, nice. Think yeah. of what experience we have. Well. <laughs> Just don't get any boys, perhaps. <laughs> and, and, good teachers. And but for, I, I, I mean, this year, I, I don't know whether you've noticed it. I, I've bloody noticed it. The weather has just been wrong on like every week and just it's been the worst for diving. How about you? Especially up our way. Like if we get any easterly winds, that's our visibility done. Mm-hmm. And it will take weeks for it to come back. I don't know if it's just from the pollution that gets pumped in our way or because we're in the channel between the Isle of Wight, but it's just shocking. Mm. Yeah, we're 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 uh, easterly. It just blows us out down here. Anything with easterly in it. Um, so we're we're we've got a competition coming up this weekend that we're hoping there is no no easterly whatsoever. Because <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, southerly yeah. or westerly as well. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just not playing ball this year. But um, so there's a note here saying that you grew up by the sea. Are you born and bred sort of Sussex way? No, I grew up in Dorset in a town called Christchurch. Yeah, which was pretty (laughs) cool, little place. And then at the age of 14, we emigrated to New Zealand. So I actually spent eight years in New Zealand between the South and the North Island. And then from there, I went over to Australia done six years in australia western australia mm-hmm. and then i went over to canada and done six months in canada and then i've been back in england six years now nice, nice. is that for work or no nah, okay. just my old man wanted to go places so Fantastic. went along <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the the pertinent question is why the fuck would you want to come back here <laughs> 
Mm, yeah. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> I don't know why I chose to come home. It was weird. I just felt like I needed to come home to find myself. Oh, nice. But you get what's known as a ping pong pong. So they move from England and then they go live in Australia. They stay there for two years and they miss home. So they move home. But in the space of those two years, home has now changed. So it's not their home. Mm. So they then go back to Australia to live because that was more of their home that they know of. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. And over and over again. Yeah, I think my wife would like to do the same, to be honest. <laughs> just go and live, live everywhere for a year yeah. like yeah we'll move on to a new home that, that sounds awesome uh, to be honest i'd quite fancy it as well but don't tell lou <laughs> i don't know about australia though <laughs> new zealand maybe but d- does everything in new zealand want to kill you uh not as bad as australia they get <laughs> quite a lot of sharks out there yeah well i, I weirdly enough I didn't do any spearfishing in New Zealand. Oh, I've done a bit of diving. I had a few Maori mates, and they used to take me diving for kinners. Oh, cool. Just like this little spiky ball, which you eat the bare minimum meat out of it, and it tastes like shit anyway. I was going to say, do you like it? Because none of uh, us are a fan. <laughs> I am. Like, yeah, no, no, uni, uni is one of like my oh my loves. I love it. So in the kinner, which is another a kinner is the I'm pretty sure it's just the New Zealand word for it. Um yeah. then you've got uni, which is what the Japanese call it. Um, but it's um oh god, now I've forgotten the fucking English word. <laughs> sea urchin. Little spiky bastard. <laughs> yeah, little sea urchin, and you the little orange tongues. You you crack them That's open, it. crack them in half, and the little orange tongues inside are their reproductive organs or their gonads. Um, and you sort of wash the little the, the crap off of them because um, they are basically a mouth and an ass at the same time, um, kind of like me. And then yeah, yeah just wash them off and eat the eat the tongues. But yeah, I I do really like them. But I haven't found any in the UK that are decent to eat. I didn't know that that's what I was eating, to be honest. If I knew that's what I was eating, I wouldn't have fucking eaten it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, um, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be watching your stuff for a while, Ethan. And uh, yeah, like you, 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 yeah. You, start, you started a YouTube channel not, not that long ago, didn't you? Um, what does it feel that long ago, anyway? Um, i done it. What, what was the sort of like motivation behind starting that then? I'm one of those people that just try weird hobbies and then it, people get intrigued with it. And the amount of people who ask me, like, what do you see? How do you do it? So I thought, right, I bought this little crappy GoPro. And just, yeah, that's pretty much where I started. Just sort of filming my diet because I was so scared to talk on the camera and then just wound up, well, you know what, sod it. I'll sort of do an introduction, do the film. Yeah. And I started just getting like, I don't know, people just complimented, like, said you're quite good behind the ca- camera, like, you have a personality that's like, I'm not blowing smoke up my own ass here, but... You no, know you do, I mean? it's true, mate, I agree. People, and a few people said, like, people watch YouTube channels for the person, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, I've watched people, like, ball an egg, just because I like the person, you know what I mean, on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> like, so <it's> kind of... <laughs> I, um... 
I quite like the way you edit it as well, though. Ethan. I was watching your World Camping Dorset and the the Brighton one you did before that. I quite like the way you edit it. You've got a few different like camera shots going on. You've got obviously the voiceovers like explaining the story. I think you, you do a pretty good job of you know considering that you've only just started with this. How are you um, putting it together? Is it just like a well? Funny enough, my uh, where I'm sat now is actually mm. an editing studio for my father-in-law. Oh, cool. So that's what he does. But he actually edited one for me and I re-edited the whole thing. I didn't like how it was done. I literally, he was so fucking angry. Like, he makes a lot of money doing this and I redone it. <laughs> I'm not trying to make a professional film. Make it look more natural. I think that's where people go wrong is they i don't know do they try too hard like, i don't know yeah i just mm. sort of do it how i like to do it there's no like smoky mirrors or anything like if i shoot and miss i generally put that in there yeah but, that, that's uh, the thing that i think uh, that i really like about how youtube and spearfishing on youtube has changed over the years it used to just be those shot kill montages um yeah. and we were talking about it with daniel mann that it's now actually it's the whole experience and you get dragged into the story um and then you yeah you end up falling in love with the person recording it as opposed to you know their sport because yeah there's only so much spearfishing you can watch because it's all kind of the same but you just like their ears it's like leeching their experience and their memory out of their video which is awesome yeah if if you can film it and talk it as if you're bringing the people with you on the experience I find that goes that's that was one comment I got on my walk that I'd done recently he said oh you almost brought us along with you like I don't know yeah it's hard to explain really no nice that's really cool that that was an awesome um an awesome video as well some amazing spots that you're walking past and I was thinking oh I've got to get in there But like the, the coastline that you were walking along, I mean, it looked pretty inaccessible perhaps for lugging around eight kilograms of, of weight and everything else. But like, are you going to go back there, do some diving? I will. I was going to dive it, but I didn't know. I don't really know the waters. So I don't I don't just throw myself into the waters because one, I don't know the currents. Two, I, you know, no one knows I'm in the water where I, you know, it's too yeah. much. I'm not that fucking. I'm not that desperate for a film for YouTube, right? <laughs> Let's just say, yeah. <laughs> I will do. I had a good little comment, actually, where they said, because I stopped at a beach and then it rained badly, so I sort of headed back. But he said, if you start there and carry on going the way you went, you start going into some really good bass and lobster waters. So, cool. But mm-hmm. I am in Devon in a couple of weeks for a week. You leave my rat alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, nothing's gonna be safe, all right? <laughs> Good. Be like John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Need to get the music going over the top of yeah. it as well. I'm already growing my hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think it's cool how, like, you know, you just produce what you like, really, and I think that's the important thing, isn't it? where you don't produce because you think it's going to get views. You just do what you enjoy, do what you like, and like, like you do what you like to watch. And it comes across that way, I think. Certainly to me, it does anyway. Um, 
similar to what we do with this podcast, you know, we get criticism yeah. bits and pieces, but we do it because we, this is something that we would listen to. Um, just three blokes talking shit, getting people on and having a laugh, you know, and <laughs> it's, it's, it's just one of those things where like, you know, you, you do it, you enjoy it. And that's what makes it special to you. You know, and that's how it comes across in your videos anyway. So yeah, it's I've really cool. Always, man. I've always said to myself, if I ever go do a video because I need to do a video, I'll stop it. Mm. If not, I mean, if I ever feel the need that I am posted for ages, I'm just going to stop it because that's just, that'll kill it for me. Mm. I do it because yeah. I enjoy it. It is. Man, we had some feedback on the last episode. I think me and John um, were using a little bit more fan language. <laughs> Than um, <laughs> than you should. What the, and what we, the fuck we, are you we, talking about, Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> right, don't be don't be a dumb fucker. Angry. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm toning my swearing down. I'm listening to the people. Like fuck, am I? Um, but yeah, well, it's, I th- I, like Richard's saying, the the reason that people watch you and the, the people, the reason people listen to us is is they enjoy the personalities, even if most of them are grated by me. Um, you know, they still listen to Richard. Fuck knows why. Send me to sleep. I had one comment, and it was because I shot a ras. And I actually quite like them. Obviously, my mother-in-law's Japanese, and they cook anything. And then the comment was something like, oh, you're making Spiros look bad because you shot a ras, and it's undersized. And I just said, listen, motherfucker, like... You got two choices: shut up or don't watch my channel ever again. <laughs> literally, nice. I'm like, I'm literally holding it, and it was a beast of a ras. Yeah. One, I'm allowed to shoot it. Two, I ate it. Yeah, you're coming on, just giving me negative. Ah, oh, just negative, man. Just yeah, leave me some people haven't got anything better to do, have they? How did you cook the ras? What's your like go-to or your mother-in-law's go-to? She actually, so if you fill it, wrap it in salt and tissue, put it in the fridge overnight. Mm. The meat turns like a cod like flaky and then you deep fry it. Oh, mm. mm. nice. Everyone like soaks it in lemon, and some shit, don't they? And, like cooks in lemon or so. I don't know. Ceviche, yeah, That's, lime. Yeah, everyone, everyone's doing that. Yeah. This in that Spiro <laughs> recipe fucking book. <laughs> I was doing it before we got that book. But How was I- that? Yeah, oh god, yeah. I, I've been doing ceviche since I started spearfishing, probably before actually. Um, I can't oh. remember when I tried it first. It was when I was a kid and just fell in love with the flavors and textures and stuff. So as soon as oh, I started shooting, my age, <laughs> 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 if you haven't tried it, it is well worth it. Um, it's yeah, it's a really nice way. I, of doing I don't, it. I don't often blow smoke up out of these arse. I mean, literally never. Doesn't need it. Um, yeah, exactly that, but. I will say his rasaviche is bloody beautiful. I'll send you the recipe after so you can do it with some of the, uh, <laughs> the, the Devon ras because that's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are good having it like that. Some people say you've got to freeze them first, but uh, and uh, so I've got a note here that says, um, obviously, you're always out and about with you with, with your videoing as well, or what you video. Um, and you, yeah. you take your lad with you. Have you, you got a little boy? I do, yes. Oh, nice. How old is he and how into have you got him spearfishing yet? So he's he turned five last week. Happy birthday. And I haven't, he's just started to learn to snorkel actually, which is a good start. But I've taken him, uh, what have we been? We've been beach fishing, we've been boat fishing, I took him boat night fishing. 
Magnet fishing. Magnet fishing. <laughs> babe fishing. Honestly, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> nice. taken down the park and it's like mum heaven. <laughs> Don't ever miss to see that. <laughs> no, he just he really has got a love for being there with me doing it. And if you watch some of the videos and just how he talks to the camera and yeah. He just loves being involved. That was another reason why I do it because he loves sitting there watching it. Nice. He just, yeah, he's a real hands-on little fella. Awesome. And I don't want him sat at home on an iPad. Listen. Yeah, I was just about to say that's uh, it's important to instill these uh, memories and knowledge into children yeah. at an early age, isn't it? Rather than you know, as you say, sat in front of an iPad or TV or whatever, get them out fishing, get them out exploring, and you know, it, it sort of builds character from an early age, doesn't it? It's yeah, to be honest, like with the YouTube, my channel will always be there. So when I die, and then they're like, Oh, what was Grandad like? If like, yeah, check out the YouTube channel. Bang, there I was. Grandad was a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 now we know what he's like. Oh, that's, yeah. it. that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you're bringing up your kids in the wild. They're not going to grow into those three spirited penguins um, <laughs> that are out and about in this day and age. Yeah. What was your um? Your upbringing, like you were by the sea and in the ocean quite a lot, Ethan, were you? My upbringing, I was looking back, I was really lucky. Like when we emigrated, I hated it. But looking back now, I'm like, shit, my old man took me around the world. Yeah. As much as I hated it and I left all my mates, but I've, yeah, I've seen things that people only dream of. Like New Zealand is a phenomenal country. Nice. Australia, I was in the Bushfire Brigade, so we were, yeah, fighting all the wildfires, bigger than London. Oh. We got helicoptered into the middle. So when they got too big, you'd literally leave your fire engine in the forest, get helicoptered out, and then the new team would get helicoptered in because it took too long to drive to yeah, chase it. No way. That's insane. Yeah, it was mad. It was mad. So yeah, no, my upbringing was good. Yeah, seaside sailing, a lot of fishing, a lot of traveling, which now I thank him for. But yeah, no, I had a good. That's cool. And do you reckon like you're like, because you're talking about line fishing there, obviously. I went out line fishing the other day for the first time in quite a while. And I felt like all that spearfishing experience that I've had over the last few years has really made me into a much better line fisher didn't make me catch anything but at least i felt like i knew where i was and <laughs> like i could i could understand where the fish might be what the ground's yeah. like and, and stuff like that which i think like it kind of helps each other doesn't it if you're good at i mean I, I did a lot of line fishing when i was younger as well not around the world but around like east devon and um like it, that really helped me get into spearfishing because i knew all the species that wasn't like an issue there was like i knew what the where the ground was yeah. And now, like, you know, it's kind of like this really nice circle, help, helping kind of both sports. Well, you kind of know how the fish sit at different mm. tides, different, like, Brighton Pier, the place will always be beside the sun is. Right. So in the morning, the sun is on the left. On the evening, it's on the right. So if you spearfish the morning, head the left side, you'll find the place. Oh, that's really interesting. Because apparently they sunbathe, yeah. Yeah. Or warming up. Uh, 
Didn't know that. That's a great uh, tip. What's, what's, while we're on that, what's it like spearfishing around Brighton? To be honest, I'm going to tell you it's really shit, so none of you come up here. <laughs> <laughs> now, I really like Brighton Pier. It's got, uh, I call it the shit wreck, but it's got its own barge wreck off mm-hmm. one side. The opposite side has a pipeline that runs along it that holds mullet. On the front, it drops off quite deep with a, like a sand patch. So you'll find a lot of big place there. And then in the middle, it is just, a, well, you would have seen what it's like in the middle on the videos. It is just literally, yeah. it's a, just a metal jungle. All different, yeah. Because obviously they repair it, cut the the metal and just let it drop into the ocean. And after all these years, it's literally built up underneath and it's just an amazing place to dive. Can be dangerous. A few times I've got caught on a bit of metal. But yeah, yeah, I heard that in, in your video. You got your weight belt caught. Is that right? Yeah, I did. Obviously, it was a week after I'd done the spearfishing course with the Frenchman. Mm. And he had taught me just swim down, obviously lay down, be still and wait. So that's what i done. Went down, led down, be still. But I can't lay still. i got to move. Like, I don't know. I just have to move. He hated it. He did not like teaching me. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, can you just fuck in this little French voice? Just keep still. <laughs> uh, I'd actually crawled forward. And this was back when I didn't really know how to do my weight belt. I had to be tight. So I had a little bit of sag to it. And I actually crawled and a bit of metal tucked under my belt against my belly. So obviously at the end of my breath, I went to go up. Oh. But I couldn't. But luckily, I'd done this, um, the Frenchman's course. And he one of his things he did ask me was, have you ever taken your weight belt off? And I said, well, no, nah, obviously not. Why would I do that? And he said, I oh, will do that. So I took my weight belt off, let it drop, swung down, collected it. And because he taught me that a week before that happened, I knew straight away, just take my belt off, get to the surface. If I lose the belt, fuck it, you know? Great. So, yeah. Must have been a scary, uh, scary moment though, like being like pinned to the floor almost. Oh, it was an arse wrenching moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was just lucky that it's gone through such a small detail, but such a helpful detail, I guess. Like nice yeah, that's, that's what i always say to people if ever they're sort of new and they go out with me i mean i'm i'm still really new to the spearfishing scene fuck knows how i'm the chairman for the bsa right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. um of which lots of people keep saying but um the none of your gear is worth your life like if your gun's caught it, like i've just bought and which we'll probably talk about in the intro or the outro i can't remember which um but I just bought a really nice new Mr. Carbon 2.0, 105 centimeter gun. Stunning piece of nice. kit. Full carbon, like just beautiful. It makes, I mean, it's going to have damn near tripled my shot range versus my 75. Yeah. Um, but uh, like, even though it was our uh, many, many pounds, it doesn't matter. Like just fucking drop it. Like my 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 life is worth more than that gun or or like your weight belt. And if you can duck dive properly, actually you'll easily go and get the weight belt. I don't know how you found it when Max was training you, but um when you went back down to go and get your belt, like 
it was just like a thing you did. It wasn't a task, right? Yeah. Uh, it or was your duck dive shit? <laughs> I think because I wear a seven mil wetsuit because I feel the cold. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. I to be I got to a certain point where he was laughing. I looked and he was laughing because it was the last meter where I struggled, but I did do it. But yeah, it, yeah, for the sake of a thirty quid weight and a little belt and a bollocks of it. Yeah, yeah. It's it, again. It's, it's improving your duck dive. I, I've got seven mil top and bottom as well, and you are yeah. super buoyant. Like when I go out on the boat, yeah. ne- you never need to wear a life jacket. Well, yeah. you're like driving along in a boat, but um, once you get past that first sort of five meters in your in your wetsuit, it it does become a little bit easier. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. I see quite a lot of different species get being caught off Brighton. Uh, you get quite a lot of bream off there as well, don't you? We get a lot of bream. They will generally sit back. Like, obviously, you know, when you lay down the bottom and you grunt and they come in. Yeah. They just seem to know to sit back further than you can shoot. I've not, oh, actually, I've shot one. But yeah, they always just sit back out of range. And because the vis- visibility is never that great, they'll just sit back where you can just about see them. Yeah, they're clever little buggers. <laughs> Yeah, and you, you like it's quite a lot of other species being caught around Brighton. What's uh, what's on your hit list for this year that you haven't had so far? My hit list will have to be obviously a bass. I know it sounds stupid, but I've not yet shot a bass. That's my ever point. once when I went out of the Frenchman on a charter, but it got off. Oh. In, when I went diving without my spear gun, I was circled by them down in Devon. And then the third time, I was under Brian Pierre, led down, and it literally swam over my gun in front of me. So I couldn't... <laughs> yeah, honestly. They, they do have a way of taking the piss like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so that would be... And what's it? Is it the guilt? Is it a guilt head? Is mm. it a guilt? Guilt head brain, yeah. Is it George? He caught one today. He, done he a did, yeah. Up, actually. And it was a big one he caught. It had a head on good. it, yeah. yeah. That would probably be my second as well, but... Yeah, nice one. Nice. Yeah. Well, in, in terms of bass, I don't know whether uh, you're around on Saturday, but we're hoping that the uh, Budley BSA competition is going to be going on on Saturday. Well, that's a very, very good place for bass. Um, especially if the viz is decent, it's a, it can be a hard swim. Um, yeah. the tide can fucking rip past there. If you, if you get into a certain point, um, or a certain distance out, you'll get taken by the tide. And luckily it only just takes you down about four, 500 meters down the beach. Um, and then it slows right down. You can swim back in, but, uh, the bass there are. Yeah, Davo had a nine pound, well, eight and a half, nine pounder out of there only a couple of weeks ago on his first dive as I put him in. And then the son of a bitch says, No, I told you to put me there. It's my find. I found the fish. And I'm like, Fuck <laughs> off, Dave. I, you were going to get on like a bloody boy before I put you in after. Blah, 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 blah. And, and yeah, you if you've got time, I'll up. <laughs> No, and then I gave him a reach around. Um, but no. <laughs> That's, he's my sugar daddy. I've got, I've got to earn my keep. Your keep. Okay. But um, so, with, with the weather being as absolutely trash as it has been this year, I don't know whether you boys have noticed it, but 
like I've only been diving yeah two years ish something like that coming up to two years um and last year I'd been in at least 70 80 times by now and I've probably been in a handful how do you keep the froth going with like the you know the the weather being so bad how do you keep into making the videos uh it's getting tough but like I said I'm not I'm not just going out to make a video like you know what I mean like if the weather's shit I'm not going to go find something to film I'll just accept like this week's not going to have a video out mm. but I've kind of gone into I actually got sponsored by uh so I don't know if you know what a swag is an Australian swag yeah so they've just a company got hold of me, Birkin Wheels UK, and they said like, "We like what you do. We know your background of being in Australia. Would you be interested in just trying out our swag?" That was our reason to that video on the Jurassic Coast. But obviously, a pissing down. But now I'm going home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I would like to do a bit more of the hiking, camping, and just rod and line fishing if the weather's crap. Yeah, or it's just doing stuff for my son, really. Take him out fishing, rod line fishing. You can generally find places out the wind. Mm. Spear fishing wise, it's fucking painful, mate. Especially when you see all you Devon and Cornwall people diving away and I'm like licking our mm. water. It's like shit soup. <laughs> but what I do find quite uh, interesting or intriguing is being parts of different whatsapp chats um like when the viz is bad or when the weather is bad and you'll be sat there in the whatsapp chat and someone will post out saying oh no the weather's really shit the viz is really shit and then you're like oh if is it i just oh, i won't even bother and then you go on Facebook and it's like, oh, yeah, I've just caught my 15-pound bass for the sixth day in a row, like three miles down the road. And I'm like, fuck sake, just go and get in. Um, but I, I don't know if any of you other boys find it sort of demoralizing seeing other people post shit stuff in whatsapp chats but yeah uh, i think you've got to like work it out for yourself if you know how to use windy and magic seaweed or whatever the new thing's called now like you can usually work out if there's going to be some viz you know you might be accurate to within a meter or so which mm. to be fair off of east devon is either one meter or two meters yeah yeah a second ago, obviously, we were talking about you and your lad. Um, do you do much shore sort of foraging? No, because you'll generally find needles in Brighton. Not joking either. Dear. It ain't called a party town for no reason. <laughs> the stuff I found on the Brighton Pier, I found foster pine glasses, I found car batteries, mobile phones. Yeah. So the, at the at the moment, everything you're saying is you went out and you made money. Like weigh the batteries in, <laughs> <laughs> stick the phones on eBay as uh, you know partly used. <laughs> yeah. We actually, uh, one of the Brighton divers, uh, they found a phone that was actually posted lost two days before that, and they actually returned the phone to the owner because they dropped it. They went to do a selfie, dropped it off the pier. And yeah, one of our divers found it. And actually oh, nice! It. So, yeah, and we found a um, drone, didn't we, in our first year of spearfishing? Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. What I was, did you do? Was, did you sell that on? 
No, yeah, yes, <laughs> on eBay, three hundred quid, absolutely uh, fine. Um, condition. No, that <laughs> thing, that thing had been under. It was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it, it's somewhere in my hellhole of a life. I th- I've still got that SD card, um, <laughs> and that was perfect. It's amazing how well they stay like fine. Yeah. The gold contacts on them were absolutely fine. So. If if I stumble upon it at some point, looking through PC stuff, I'll uh, definitely have a look and watch the drone splash into the sea and then try and find the owner. Cool. Uh, Ethan, you you guys have uh, quite a good community around Brighton as well. By the looks of it, there's uh, quite a good few solid guys around that seem to dive together a lot. Mm. Is it it does is it like that or is it just have I got it wrong? It's picked up. We so there's probably a few locals of us. Uh, there's probably about ten who live quite close by, but a lot of them come down from London. And yeah. We, uh, my friend who I do the admin for the page, they did try and do like a spear fishing day. I couldn't do it because I was working, but there wasn't a big turnout just because we got so many come down from London. I was going to say that's one yeah. of um, Dan Mann's local haunches that i see him do videos on yeah dan man comes down i've not yet seen him down there he's quite a good name for us to have the dive our area like he does mm. really good videos but you yeah it is you can tell when brian pierre has been hit hard and i have noticed that like I've been lied to before. Going back to what you said about the visibility and the WhatsApp groups, I've been told that the vis is shit. And I've actually gone down myself thinking, you know, I'm just going to go. And it was actually really, really good vis. So there's, mm. there's tactics going on. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's either that or it's also it's 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 demoralised people that are like, oh, no, can't be bothered. It doesn't look perfect. Um, yeah. What is it they call it? Fair weather divers. <laughs> that was Aaron. What Aaron called me when we went up to Scotland, and he was like, "Get your suit on." I'm like, "Well, there's only a fucking tap here. What do you expect? Yeah. Where, where's the warm water and and conditioner? I can't get my suit." He's like, "Put the fucking suit in the sea and get in it." And I'm like, oh, "All right, I'm for it." <laughs> but yeah, no, fair right. weather divers. But you don't mind coming home empty-handed anyway, do you, Ethan? You were saying on one of your videos, like it's not all about oh, like, catching fish times. anyway. Mm. Many times I've gone home, nothing. I don't, especially with like place, there's not much meat on them. And if you just come home with one, that generally makes my little boy two fish fingers and it's more hassle <laughs> than it's worth, to be honest. Like, but now, good. Well, that's the beauty of Brighton Pier because it's so different. There's so like you got the shipwreck where you can look at. You got the pipeline to follow. If you ever get a chance to dive Brighton Pier, do do it because when you go underneath, it gets dark, it gets eerie. The metal columns that are left, right, here, there. You know, there's a lot of shadows and shit. Like, if you think you're going to get attacked by a shark, it would be in that little area. <laughs> you, know what I mean? well, you can't escape. Yeah, yeah, right. it's it's really eerie. It probably took me five dives, like five times to go spearfish, and before I went in the dark bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. I, was I think you touched on something there, though, where you're saying about, like, you know, it's not worth it, so I'm just coming over empty handed. I mean, I think a lot of newbies get really frustrated within their first like, few months of diving. 
where they're not catching and they're coming home empty-handed and they just get that frustration. Like I've seen it loads and loads of times. Um, and then as soon as that first fish gets hit, the enthusiasm comes back and then it's like back onto it. And, you know, it, it, it does, it does get frustrating in the beginning. I think it's the point to make for newbies that it's just to keep with it. And even though you're coming back empty handed, like you say, it's all about the experience. It's not about catching fish. Um, the fish is a bonus, right? So it's, it's, it's definitely one to point out to newbies who are listening to this podcast. Yeah, hundred percent. When I done my was it? It was a day spearfishing course with a Frenchman, and he had put us on a really good spot. We were led in the kelp, and he comes down behind you just to keep an eye on you, so you dive in pairs. But you've got the gun, and so we're led there, and all of a sudden, all this bass just come out of the kelp. Like, I mean, decent sized bass, and they just started circling us. And I just stood there watching. Well, I stood there. I led there watching. Turned around, looked at him. Like he smiled. I smiled. I, like it was like an amazing thing. And then my breath all went. We went up, and he said, "Like what was what was the matter?" I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "Oh, they're all sizable." And I was like, "Man, if I took the shot, it would have ruined that for me because I've never seen that. I've I've never seen bass circling. You know, it was mm. yeah, so true. And just and his words were, "Yeah, shooting fish." Spearfishing isn't about just shooting fish, you know. Which I have, yeah, big respect for that man. Yeah, that's what that's why I say to a lot of people about the whole free diving part of spearfishing because that is the base of spearfishing. And sometimes you do catch yourself there, and the fish are really good at it in getting in that shoal. And then you're looking at it and going, "Actually, this is just really fucking pretty." <laughs> like, yeah, I want to murder you them. all, but I'm only allowed two a day, so I'd rather watch. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan of freezing them either. Like I, I, I hate the saying, "Go spearfishing to fill my freezer." But uh, it does my head in. Mm. Literally, why? Like that fish could be still out swimming, breeding, making more, and it's sat in your fucking freezer. Like, get a grip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I fill my freezer only because. I mean, thank God I filled my freezer last year because the amount of fish that I, that I do eat. Um, I would have been pretty fucking strapped so far this year, or I would have maybe pushed me to go spearfishing more and not look at my WhatsApp. So, yeah, yeah. catch 22, get rid of the freezer and go and get as fresh as you can. I've got like three really big bass left, um, that are in the freezer or oh, the vacuum bag from Frozen, absolutely as shot, um, gutted but as shot. So, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing a salt bake on them next week, hopefully. Do you not find it takes the fun out of spearfishing though? Like you go and hunt for your dinner just to take it home and freeze it. The thing that I always find is that I go when I go spearfishing, I I'm like I'm going tomorrow with Davo um to go yeah. and scout for Viz. He can't spear because it's within five days of the competition, so I'm gonna be the only one spearing. I want to go out and be out on the boat at you know, whatever whenever Davo manages to get down his stand stair lift. Yeah. Um then you get in the boat and like say we get in at half nine i'll be there until sunset if it like i would absolutely be happy to be out until 10 p.m i'll do 12 hours absolutely straight but then i get home and i'm like i just fuck filleting and doing all of that and cooking it now like i'm not hungry 
I haven't yeah. eaten all day or I've had like a handful of Ben's testicles or nuts. <laughs> um, and like, I just, I just can't be asked. So even, even the vac banging is a chore and it's like, oh, like I can't wait to eat these, but I've, I'm like, I've had a day of hunting. I want to go to bed. So that, that's for me why I freeze them so that I can enjoy them later. And like, I do lobsters that i take um i've taken a few lobsters over the past couple of months um and as soon as i get home i'll cook them all up same with brown crab um cook them all up let them cool down bag them up and stick them in the freezer which meant luckily for me i was able to take four lobsters around to my mother's house on her birthday and so it was like yeah that's cool i quite like the idea of in a, a stock for the winter months because I think I got to December and I'd run out of fish by that point. And it's much harder, not impossible, much harder to catch the fish in like January, February kind of time. Mm. Yeah. So like, I think over the summer, I 100% agree, like, you know, just get, get and get it. As long as the weather's good, it's, it's doable. But definitely over the winter, I like the idea of having fish that I've caught rather than I've gone to the supermarket to buy yeah, because true. you know that they've had a, you know, I want to say a better life because that makes me sound really like, like a dick but you know, you know what i mean <laughs> like well, they haven't I'm, grown I'm, up in a in a farm like they've yeah. contributed to like the ecosystems and all that kind of stuff like it, it's i'm it's... waiting for the s word i like to know i like that i know where that food has come from i know yeah. i don't know yeah. where life has been but I, I know that it's exactly what beach i caught it on i know that it's not been brought up in some fish farm um i know that it is that species of fish you know you, you never know right so I mean, and um so let's, let's let's be honest we i don't even think have a, a proper understanding as humans of how fish think or live in my mind a fish is born and then spends its entire life shitting a brick because it's being hunted by fucking everything all the time yeah hence they're so skittish so actually they're probably happy to be put out of their misery yeah. <laughs> it's like i know i would be but uh, um, <laughs> i know making up all of these new excuses for why the bsa no nothing I, I think i think for me um, as well it's very much like ben was saying though like i won't freeze anything in the summer like i'm with the ether on that one right let it be out in the sea like re- reproducing doing whatever but like Come the end of summer, I've got nothing against going out, doing a big session, catching quite a few fish and putting them in the freezer for winter. And that comes down to what Ben was saying, where you can then eat what you catch over the winter. But yeah, in the summer, Mm. I won't freeze fish. Yeah. That said, like, as long as you're actually eating them, because like, I know some people that wouldn't necessarily eat everything. And then it would go to like, brown bait yeah, or yeah. something like that like i i don't agree with that like no, you, yeah. you shoot fish to eat the fish no, 100%. yeah definitely <laughs> yep. cool. cool uh where are we right. going with that quick fire questions then shall we let's do it good we ready i'll kick yeah. us off um ethan what piece of gear couldn't you live without Probably in my wetsuit because it's so fucking cold here. <laughs> 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 what wetsuit have you got? What's there? Uh, I've got two. I've got a Mares 3D, I think it's called. 
Mm-hmm. And then I've got a Salvamar. It was just an old second hand one selling someone in Cornwall sold me. Cool. Does the job though. Exactly. Nice. It keeps me warm and I piss in it. <laughs> and that leads us on to the next cookfire round question. No, I will not ever get a pisset. No. no, that answers the question. The question was pisset or no pisset. So we know that you like you like me like uh, stinking of your own piss, which is funny. Brighton is like the gay capital. Last thing I want to do is walk across the beach, my knob flapping about. <laughs> yeah. It won't be about i'll be the fish being hunted <laughs> <laughs> touched inappropriately in your spearfishing gear dear yeah. it's probably it's that probably... man walking out the beach with his whaley out let's get you touched worry yeah about but seals. i worry about male men <laughs> it's, it's probably like the only place in the uk you can walk around with your set on and probably yeah. fit in <laughs> that's why Dan man goes down there that's the only reason is he likes braiding back out with his winky yeah. out. That's, that's like... If money was no object, what would you buy? Uh, well, it wouldn't be a bigger freezer to keep my fish, that's for sure. It would <laughs> be... Oh, I don't know. There's just so much spearfishing shit you can buy. Literally, I have guns which I've never even shot. Probably be another are you are you a bit of a gear freak? Are you? Or... Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, go so, get the latest and best gun. <laughs> so one of the things, the latest, it's the wetsuits that get me. The, oh, some of the patterns of the camo, like yeah, there's some nice rabbit tech ones in Australia, but the price to ship them are just phenomenal. Mm. Uh, Nice. And so so out of your gear, um, one thing that's new for me um, on my gear is a drop weight. Um, have you got a drop weight? Have you tried drop weight? Uh, that's generally how I hunt Brighton Pier. I'll never... So I put, I've got a reel on my spear gun, and then so I have no float line attached to me because if that gets caught and tangled, I'm not going to come up. So I literally dropped the weight, or I literally, well, I come up with an idea the other day. Obviously, I got my fishing magnet, and because Brian Pierce metal, I was literally just going to tie the magnet onto my float and just stick it to the column. Nice. Yeah, that's my next try. <laughs> but yeah, that's just <laughs> good idea. Brian. Yeah, Keep like it. Away from me, just dive around it, line free. Knowing the strength of those magnets, I've now got this image in my head of you like five meters down with both feet and fins on the side of this fucking H-beam pylon trying to yank your magnet off this fucking pier and it going down. (laughs) That would be funny. Why is there a float out there and there's no spearfisher near it? Oh, you used a magnet. Uh, I can't get it off. (laughs) Yeah, they've got some strength. <laughs> that'd be funny and what's, last question yeah last one is uh what's your favorite fish to hunt or eat or both i really like place mm, same like many times i've led like obviously i go back and edit my videos many times i've led down on the sand hunting only to be led on top of one and there's only till i push myself up and swim up you notice it when you edit it that you're actually led on top of a decent place, but because they rely so much on their camouflage, they don't move. Yeah, they're just a phenomenal little fish. Big respect for them little buggers. <laughs> mm. uh, how do you cook them? 
What's your preferred way? Uh, oh, mate, oven bacon, barbecue, fish finger them. Nice. Yeah, there's many ways that we've done them. Nice. Well, going back on, I know that, you, well, your mention of hate for lemon and lime earlier on when we brought up rasp, but uh, <laughs> a little bit of lemon on top with capers and a bit of butter, fry it whole. Uh, not fry it, sorry, oven bake it whole. And yeah, just oh, nice. so fucking good. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> so tell us a bit, of, uh, obviously, about your YouTube channel. Tell us the uh, how, how people can find you, because I'll be completely honest. I've never heard of your channel, and I haven't seen your channel. Really? So I, I know. I don't think I have. No way. What's your YouTube tag, or what do they call it? Your hashtag, your 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 Bumble, uh, your TikTok. So the name thing? of it is Jack Wreck Adventures. Jack being the name of my son. Uh, the day I started it was the day I found the shipwreck off of Brighton Pier because I've been looking a while. And then I just whacked adventures on the end of it. So yeah, Jack Adventures. Amazing. Ross. Uh, I've actually got yeah, some watching to do. So many people. And it, I've walked along Brighton and people have been like, Jack, Jack. And obviously I've turned around. <laughs> but I'm not, my name's Ethan. Jack ain't my name. But everyone thinks I'm Jack Rag. I'm like, that is a good cool name. Unfortunately, it's not. <laughs> what's, uh, what's up with the channel? What's anything big coming up or? Well, I'll be in Devon soon, so wait and see you guys. Sweet. Yeah, nice one. Who you such a handsome fucking English voice. <laughs> and yeah, just saw where he dived and I just looked over at my mother-in-law and I thought, you ain't going to fucking follow me down there. So that's why I started speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I go to Devon, I can fuck off to the bottom Love of the it. ocean where that woman won't get to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, we'll give you a shout like if you are around. We'd love to get out of here. Thank you if... for inviting me on, me on this. Oh, pleasure. No, our absolute pleasure. So just once again, to, um, shout out your socials of where people can get, get you. Just be YouTube, guys. Jack Rick Adventures, look me up. Like I said, I'm all about... My channel's more... like There's so many people out there that want to tell you how to do it. They want to teach you how to do it. Where my channel is getting out there and doing it. But I had a cracking message on that Jurassic Coast walk. The video was a fail because it pissed it down. I never took a raincoat. All my gear was wet. You know, it was a shit video. It wasn't a shit video, but it ended. It didn't go to plan. But I'd actually got a message from some fella. And he, he said, oh, when I was young, I used to walk the coast there with my father. Like some of the spots you went is where we used to go. And then he said, he actually died two years ago. And I haven't walked since. And then I said, oh, do you not feel like it's about time you dusted your boots off for him and went for a walk? And... He said, you know what, you, this video has inspired me to get back out, you know. And, I, yeah, that that for me is worth a million pounds, the fact that I inspired okay. someone to mm. get out and do it. And that's what my channel's about. So, nice. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. awesome man. 
Yeah, Fishlocker was saying something very similar um, when we had him on last episode. He was, you know, the, the, I think you guys that create YouTube videos um, do give a lot of hope and inspiration and, and froth to other people, as, as we were talking about earlier on, that whole living through someone else. Um, that's one thing that YouTube is really, really good for. Um, I don't know what us three inspiring anybody apart from spunk and hate. <laughs> 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 These fucking Chris, three and dickheads. And don't forget, don't <laughs> forget, crit- listen, don't forget criticism. <laughs> oh, we get a lot of that. <laughs> criticism's good no. though and I think that we get the criticism because the really 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 good spearfishers the one that criticise us listen to us because they obviously want to know how wrong we are about such stuff um, so they need to make sure that they're listening so that they can correct us whenever we say anything to any of the listeners if it's um, one thing I like <laughs> on YouTube is your enemies follow you more than your friends Oh, yeah. <laughs> you make more. You make more money. For sure. Half <laughs> of my views are few people who fucking hate me. <laughs> nice. Uh, right, guys. Awesome. So, we appreciate you coming on, buddy. Yeah. Nah, Thanks so guys. much. You, Keep well, up the great work. If, if uh, you are coming down Devon Way, um, one yeah, as I said earlier on, leave my fucking rat alone and <laughs> let us know if you're going out. And uh, we'll, one of us will try and get along, if not a couple of us. But uh, yeah, uh, Jack Wreck Adventures, Ethan, thank you very much for coming on, mate. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Stay safe. Cheers, dude. Cheers, dude. Catch you later. Yeah, that was really good, eh, lads? Yeah, love you. Talk to the guy. Nice chat, definitely. Hopefully yeah, I really, I really enjoy his videos. I've watched it for a while, actually. They're, uh, yeah, it really does uh, for liking. Yeah, me too. I, I really like the variety as well. It's not like just one one topic. I, I think uh, yeah. like one of you was saying like you can almost not get bored of spearfishing videos, but like it's nice when there's like an, another dimension to it. Like it's not mm, just yeah. about shooting fish and, you know, we, we've all been underwater. So I, I quite like it. I think. And I really like the way that he, um, he gets his little, little kid Jack involved as well. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. Great right. personality. Something that, yeah, I haven't seen any of his videos yet, but uh, he will definitely be my winter watch in this coming season. That'd be good. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, we've already said how shit the weather is, but um, yeah, hopefully it clears up anytime soon. I'm, I'm not competing this Saturday because obviously I'm still sick, but uh, yeah, yeah. thing is. But- Budley Comp on Saturday, haven't we? The uh, 2023 DSA Budley competition. Um, being held on Saturday in Budley Salterton. Um, it's going to be starting from Lime Kiln Car Park, which is the big, huge car park that everybody goes to at the end of Budley. Um, we'll probably be at the very back just to, you know, if the, if the weather is good, there's going to be a lot of people in that car park. So, uh, yeah, come all the way to the back. You'll see our little gazebo, um, and you'll probably see my boat anchored out there or, or, not floating off down the fucking road <laughs> who knows um <laughs> if yeah, the weather is out. good yeah <laughs> exactly so we're going out tomorrow to scout for viz i don't uh, think um i don't know if you've looked at the because the weather keeps changing at the moment doesn't it? i don't know if it you does. guys have, have noticed but yeah. every time i refresh this um stupid new app that annoys me far more than magic seaweed did um it's now up to one meter of swell on saturday which is getting to the point, I guess, where you can't see the flags as a safety boat. See, I, I I don't use any other app apart from Windy 
and cameras. Mm. And w- although Windy has changed in the past two weeks, which it always does, and why anybody looks two weeks in advance on something like weather apps is just, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't understand it. Um, but it's now showing that the really bad wind we were meant to be having um, Thursday is dying down and also shortening its period. So basically, there's a really strong um, southwesterly coming in and for about six hours. Um, but then the rest of the week is like, fine, just like 12, 13 knot westerly, southwesterly winds. So I think it's going to be fine, um, even after we had a huge blowout um dan mm. man was in and reported you know being able to see five meters to the bottom when he went out scouting a, a few days back so yeah i i Fingers think it's crossed. going to be on yeah the current um, should, should clear it i think you're staying as well so yeah budley is one of those that it, it's kind of not a headland but it's at a point where the water that's coming past is coming directly from deeper mm. um so like looking at sidmouth from my point of view, as a viz indicator, is completely irrelevant. Like Sidmouth, the 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 shit that is in Sidmouth sits there um, for a lot longer than it will at Budley because the water shoots yeah. past Budley. Um, so yeah, I think the only way to tell with Budley is to go out and we're going to go and have a look tomorrow. But yeah, we're the competition will be. Sign-in starting from 9 a.m., um, comp starting at 10 and finishing at 4 with a weigh-in at half past 4, um, and all the trophies, which I've got, and they're very pretty. So, yeah. Cool. But I'll be safety boating, so make sure you're good at spearfishing because I ain't going to save shit. <laughs> end up running you over. Um, it's your second time doing that, though. You should be pro by now. Yeah. I've run only three people over. Um, Daniel Mann was very close to being run over last time. <laughs> no, you've, you've got absolutely full support from me in the boat. But um, if you're not a BSA member, you can become a temporary BSA member and sign up on the day. Um, temporary BSA membership is 10 quid for the day, and the competition is 20 pounds, um, of which we supply food, of which is a pasty and a sausage roll with a bottle of water. So and I think David's got some squashes and orange juices because we've been sponsored by loads of different people. But oh, cool! Be good to actually get out and get back into some sea life because it feels like fucking ages since I've been here. Wouldn't it just? If it doesn't work, maybe we should just head down the coast somewhere and go spearfishing somewhere else. It'll work for that. It'll work. But yeah. Budley, Budley is fishable in two meters viz, of which I've never, I've only ever seen Budley that bad viz once um and i still caught bass so Ooh. i think it'll be good there'll be complaints though it's not 20 meters fish i'm a fair <laughs> way of speed fishing but yeah no i think it'll be on nice one well cool. looking forward to it uh, looking forward to seeing you guys are you gonna come down rich or are you um convalescing is that the right word uh yeah no i'm uh i'm gonna spend my time doing other stuff what that means is that he's unwell. Um, he knows he's not going spearfishing. And so Haley has grabbed him by the bollocks and is taking him on a Haley day. <laughs> we love Haley days. It's <laughs> pretty accurate, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of the reasons you regret being ill the most. But never mind. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Anyway, what can you do? Good but, stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know how it goes, Rich. 
You have a good day. I also, I also don't <laughs> want to make myself jealous that I can't get in, so I'll just uh, I'll I'll sign out of mine here. Yeah. Well, next year, Rich, you and me will both be competing all year, and we'll make sure that you and me are in our little team. Maybe, maybe I'll actually come in the team with you and Ben as well. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I think we'll have you, but it's true. All right, can you send me the email address I need to to apply? But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll compete all of next year and try and yeah actually do well. Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, cool. Awesome. Well, Much else on? No, I don't think so. Hopefully, we can uh, organise ourselves and get another podcast up fairly soon. But yeah, we've all been feeling like shit, have we? So. Uh, apologies to the listeners, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll try and sort out for the next one fairly soon. Yeah, bit of busy That's time it. for us. But in in terms of um, people that are listening to the podcast, if you feel like you've got something to give as a guest and you would like to be a guest on our podcast, please reach out to us. Um, there, there's you know a lot of people out there that have got some fantastic stories that we don't know about. And you know, don't if we don't know about them, we can't get in touch with you to get you on. So, if you want, feel like you've got good enough stories and you want a little bit of banter, um, you can either come on solo or come on with, as a as a group of you. If there's a group of you that spearfish, um, get in touch with us on all the social media channels. We'll be absolutely happy to have you on. Hey, listeners of the Spiro Hangouts podcast, it is Daniel Mann here. I just want to invite you along to the Startpoint Spearfishing Store on the 13th of August. We are having a fundraising day for Team GB going to Spain for the World Championships. So we'll be doing raffles. We're going to be doing some lucky door prizes. There'll be all sorts of things going on, including live demonstrations on things like tying your bands, how to rig up your spear gun. And we're going to be doing a live Q&A with some special guests along with the Spiro Hangout. So a day not to be missed. And there's even a rumor that Chef Barclay will be doing a paella on the day. So come on down from around midday and we will see you there. It's going to be a day not to be missed. Uh, we'll be fantastic at start point with Joe Barkley and Daniel Mann and yep. probably loads of other people. Yeah, should be should be a really good afternoon. Fantastic. Awesome. Cool, man. Sounds right, good. boys. Well, I will speak to you tomorrow's and yeah it's been a great episode and i'll see you on saturday apart from richard i'll see you later on this week because i'm picking up the fucking radios and med kit and all that stuff because you're a let down well not the first time i'll be told that (laughs) (laughs) i love you all cool yeah we'll see you mate catch you later bye